Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 12. When you have it, say amen. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof? If thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut up the sea with doors when it break forth as it had issued out of the womb? When I made the cloud the garment thereof, and thick darkness a swaddling band for it, and break up for it my decreed place, and set bars and doors, and said, Hither shalt thou come, but further, and here shalt thou by proud ways be stayed. Hast thou commanded the morning since the day, thy days, and caused the day spring to know his place? You may be, may be seated. These are just a few things that God made known to Job. If you read on, you'll find that there was a great conversation with Job and God to the point to Job had nothing to say. But God was doing the talking to where Job, all he could do was put his hand over his mouth. You know how we do when we talk too much? And we put our hand, but it's too late. By it being Father's Day today, we want to speak from this topic. God is our Father. Are we listening to Him? God is our Father. But are we listening to him? Before we look at this, let me say this about fathers. Being a father takes more than being present. It's more than having your name on the birth certificate. Millions of men buying pampers, buying gifts, giving up a few dollars because of the court, and they proclaim to be the father. But just because you provide doesn't make you qualified. Men demand respect and honor on this day, but have done nothing on the other 364. But what is commendable is when a man will take another woman's child and raise them as his own. Amen. 
just like God adopted us and called us his own. Romans shows us how we have been grafted into the family and become sons and daughters of God. A good father is a steadfast guide. I'm going to say that again. A good father is a steadfast guide. He is responsible for giving, loving, caring. All of these are the qualities of Father God. I'm going to say that again. All of these are the qualities of Father God. Therefore, we should have the same qualities as men of God. We're all familiar with John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But did you know by God doing this, it also means we can call God our Father. It means we are entitled to the kingdom of God. And we are now heirs and joint heirs. Because of this, we can call God Abba Father. God is our very own Father. And we called him just that. Naturally on this day, men complain about mothers being honored and recognize more than they. Can I get a witness? Amen. <laughs> Mothers get the big present yes. and pay dinners yes. while fathers get the socks and ties yep. <laughs> and gets the bill for the big dinner. Amen. But if we be honest, mothers are more. They do more. I thought I'd get some more amens out the other mothers out in here. Not on a spirit now on a spiritual note, when it comes to our heavenly father, God does more, but gives less. Honor less. Less sacrifice. God spoke in Malachi and said, as it's been said already, a son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? They offered him polluted bread at the altar, also blind, lame, and sick sacrifices. God asked us today to present our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto him, which is the least that you could do. But what does he get? When we come to church, we are preoccupied. Our minds are everywhere but here. And we are texting someone, and it ain't God. God wants our ears and our heart. So we may present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. We don't want to counsel with God like Job did. So let's look at verse 2 again and, and, and Job 38. For 
God said, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Just like Job questioned, just like Job questioned God, we do the same thing today. Job expressed himself rashly and without reverence, as if God afflicted him without cause and cruelty. Doesn't that sound like anybody you know? Wow. You know you aren't doing what you should, but you question God why he's doing what he's doing. You know you ain't right, but you want to say God ain't right. Do we become discouraged when things don't go our or turn out our way the way we want them to? Be, let, let's, let's be real. Look at Romans 9, 20 and 21. O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Hey, God, you forgot something when you, you're supposed to make me rich. Hey, God, how come I ain't a few feet taller? But how can you, the creature, tell God, the creator, what he did Amen. and whether he did it right or whether he did it wrong? Let's, let's break Job 38 two down a little more. First, you cannot learn or understand the deep secret things of God with your own understanding. Amen. The word counsel means to exchange opinions or ideas. Dark counsel is to exchange ignorant, vain, and foolish opinions or ideas. Dark counsel words would mean you speak out those opinions or ideas that are ignorant, vain, and foolish by way of remarks or comment. And don't forget, it is all being done without knowledge. We talk when we should be listening. How many have found it would be better to hold your peace and patiently wait for God to do what he has said he's going to do? Just wait that he may perform that good work in you. Listen to what God said to Job in verse 3 and 4. Gird up now thy loins like a man. For I will demand of thee and answer thou me. When God asks a question, you don't have an answer. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare it, thou hast understanding. God is saying to us as well, where were you? Where were you when God did this? People think God is nothing, is doing nothing that he is supposed to do as far as we are concerned. Because they have not gotten what they want. God is not doing what he's supposed to do. I'm supposed to be further on than this. I'm supposed to be such and such. 
I'm supposed to be this and that. But where were you when he said, come unto me and I will give you rest? You asked, where was God when I needed him the most? Anybody ever said that? God says, when you were asleep and the storms came, when the robber to death passed your way and passed you up, who do you think was there? When you needed a friend and someone came, who do you think sent that friend? When you were about to do something stupid and someone stopped you, who do you think that was? Everybody has their own experiences. And God has shown up in different ways. Let's look at a few different ways or a way that God showed up for someone. Look at Numbers 22 as an example. The way God shows up for me is not necessarily the way he shows up for you. But the fact is, he shows up. He knows what it's going to take to get you straight. Numbers 22. Let's see what God did and and was he listening? Verse 21. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the prince of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way of the ad, of, for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. Now let's understand why God was angry with him. Let us see what's going on here. When you go back to the beginning of this chapter, we see Balak saw what Israel did to the Amorites and was afraid because they were many. You know how we are. You know how we get. When we multiply, folks get terrified. When you get a chance, I want you to read this entire chapter when time permits. But looking at going to verse 5, Moab sent a messenger to tell Balaam in part of this verse, there is a people that comes out of Egypt who cover the whole face of the earth. They are against me. He said, come and curse me this people. But Balaam used wisdom. In verse 8, Balaam said, I will bring you word again as the Lord shall speak to me. How many understand that's why you should be quick to what? Slow to and slow to. Be careful what you are going to say, when you're going to say. You need to check the Lord out first. To see what he has to say about the matter. But he said, I will bring you word again as the Lord shall speak to me. And in verse 9, and God came unto Balaam and said, what men are these with thee? Who are you talking to? In conversation with you and God. When you talk, do you do all the talking? Or do you allow God to get a word in edgewise? 
Sometimes in our conversation, in our prayer, we just want to tell God off. God, you know you ain't right. Oh, you don't say it in, in them words, but you be thinking it. You be thinking it. God understands your thoughts are far off. But here we see, Balaam told God, there is a people that come out of Egypt which covers the face of the earth. He says, curse these people for me so I can make war on them and drive them out of the land. Little did he know Israel are God's people. And God just delivered them out of Egypt. So what you telling me, I already know because I did it. But you want me to curse them? What the world has forgotten, we are the children of God. God is not cursing us, but blessing us. He is not taking us out of Egypt. He's trying to take Egypt out of us. Now look at verse 12. This is what he told Balaam. God said this, thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. What do we say each week? I am blessed, highly favored. Is that in your spirit today? When somebody asks, how are you doing? What do you say? I'm all right. It's all good. Balaam got up the next morning and told the princess, go back to your land. The Lord has refused to give me permission. What do you do when the Lord tells you no? Oh, come on. So many times when our parents have told us no to something, we did it anyhow. Knowing that there was going to be consequences. No. So the prince went back and told Moab. Moab said someone more honorable than who went the first time. This person tells Balaam, I will promote you. I will do whatever you say for me to do. Let me ask a question. When God told you not to do something, did someone sweeten the pot by offering you something even better? Huh? Make it a little sweeter. But if, if you go ahead and do this, oh, you, you know how, come on, some, y'all, y'all know when y'all being sweet talk. So many men that sweet talk that woman. Oh, come on now. This is what I... Has anyone ever sweet-talked you to do something that God told you not to? Be honest. God's listening and understands your thoughts are far off. Listen to what Balaam says in verse 18. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord, my God to do less or more. I've I've got a mandate from God. I cannot do any differently. I don't care how much money you give me. I can't do it. 
here is what God hears from us. Lord, if you get me out of this jam, I will never do it again. I will serve you until the day. Y'all finish it. You know you said it. What is your price to sell out God? Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What will he give in exchange? What will it take for you? What will you give? What is your soul worth? Balaam did not do what God said. Let's look at what was said and done in these next two verses. Look at verse 20. And it says, And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that shall thou do. Closely observe what was said now. If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. Now let's look at verse 21. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the prince of Moab. God said, if they come to you, they did not. He went to them. Y'all know it makes a difference. Sometimes we get into trouble because we go when God says wait. Amen. We go ahead of God. Sometimes God is saying no and we're saying yes. Amen. In spite of what he did and what we do, God shows mercy. I'm so thankful that the mercy that comes to us is through Jesus Christ. But look at verse 22. And God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. Kindle means to start or ignite. This means Balaam upset God. Has anyone ever upset you until you were ready to snatch them out their skin? Come on. I mean, I, I'm just speaking for myself. Sometimes I could, I could just, I could just see. I could just see. Oh. Well, I, I'm just being honest. I ain't saying who it was with. I ain't mentioned no names. But that's how I felt. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've seen the evidence of somebody who wanted to hit me. Right now on 474 Jefferson, there's still a dent in the wall. Lord is good. Help. I ain't mentioned no names, Rosalind. But here's my question. Do you think 
God has ever felt that way about you. I got, I got it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to answer for it. The answer is yes. But because of Jesus, because of his blood, we have received grace. Let me preach, baby. Just a little bit. Grace, peace, and mercy. And a second chance. Oh, that's, that's, that's so wonderful. Ain't that wonderful? Here's what happened to Balaam. Look at verse 23. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field, and Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. Remember, God told him, if the men come to call thee, they didn't. He saddled and went. Now, God's wrath stands before him in the way of an angel with a sword. The ass sees the angel and goes into the field. Look at 24. But the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyard, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself into the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. And he smote her again. Just like we said last week, sometimes the animals have more sense than we do. Verse 26 says, And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left, narrowing down where he could go. And all the time the angel is moving in the way to stop them, the ass was moving in a way to prevent. It was mercy on both sides. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down up under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled and smote the ass with a staff. Let me ask the fathers this. Have you ever found yourself blaming the wrong person only to find out you were wrong? How many will admit? Amen. Sometimes when someone disagrees, it doesn't always mean they are against you. Verse 28 says, and the, and the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? Let me ask you again. What would you do? If you kick the dog and the dog talk to you, would you have a conversation? What's up, dog? Even though we, we want to say that animals have, have talked, whether it be a parrot or a cat or a dog, the thing is, you don't have a conversation with them. And, and, and Balaam said unto the ass, because thou hast mocked me, I would there, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. Be careful what you speak, Balaam. Mm -hmm. 
Little did he know a sword was about to kill him by an angel. Verse 30 says, And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden, even since I was thine own unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. No, you, 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 you cool. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. I said all that to say this. We may all have entertained angels unaware. We all have had people in our lives God has sent. We all have had situations where we were protected. God has spoken to us by different ways or different people. The question is, are we listening? It's not always the pastor that's talking. It's not always the message or word spoken. Sometimes it can be an experience. Sometimes God's talking through your conscience and you just ain't listening. The point is God is our father and he's speaking to us all. No matter what the status is, or who the person is in your life. Regardless if he has been an active father, a deadbeat one, passed away or MIA, whether you get the love you deserve or what you get is in part time, remember our father sits high and looks low. His children have never been forsaken or hungry and baked bread. He has always been there and always will be. Draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you. He will never force himself on you. He will never demand anything of you, but he will always open his arms to you. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.